Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back with another episode of Clean Breaks with the homie Jamie. Salute, my guy. Salute, what's good? How you feeling? Another beautiful day in the neighborhood. Got these audits out the way, hopefully. Uh, ah, see. that's right. Yeah. Audit week, yeah. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> we'll see what happens uh, going forward after this, so. Okay. Uh, glad that's Did over Did you in good shape? Man, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> okay. I, there's only so many things that you can do or say. Uh, right. We'll have to talk about that. You know, cool. Uh, Offline. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. Um, so we are gathered here today to talk about the 154 division. That is the super welterweight, a.k.a. junior middleweight division. I think that was installed in 1962, if, uh, <laughs> if memory serves me correct. So. The reason why we're going over this division is because as you as if you are a boxing fan or if you're not, there was a fight that happened over the weekend of 7-17, July 17th, 2021, where Jamel Charlo faced off against Brian Castaño, Castaño from Argentina. Uh, some call it a draw. Some say Jamel won by a point of two. If you're like me, you believe that Castaño won by a point of two. Either way, we want to just highlight the division because there have been a lot of good fighters and good fights that came out of that division. So I'll start. How, how many do you have in your head? Uh, one thing I'll quick add, and that Castaño-Charlo fight was for Undisputed. So oh. It was histor- <clears throat> so it was historical. Um, obviously, Charlo having the, I believe, the IBF, uh-huh. WBC, uh-huh. and I believe he had the... Uh, was it the WBA? WBO, it, I think. I think he has. Or was the WBO or WBA? Mm-hmm. No, Castaño had the WBA or WBO. One of one those. Of the so other. One of the other. Yeah, Castaño had one belt. Charlo had three belts. So it was a uh, it was a undisputed uh, contest and complete unification of all the four major belts. Correct. So it and was the, a huge fight. And the Ring Magazine belt would have been included in the fold. Correct. In this, in this fight, so uh, it was. Recorded as a draw, the, 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 no matter how we may have saw it personally on either side, around the world, mm-hmm. however people felt about it, I think they should run it back. But if you, yeah, if, if anyone back. has tuned in to the last episode we did when we were speaking about the fight, I said there's a chance that they may throw something in the way. Yes, and that is what and they, they sure have did. Done. Yeah. That is what on they have sides, actually. Oh, I, I already knew that. I already knew that. I knew yeah. that was coming. I knew it was coming. I had actually sat, sat around and thought about it. And I said, this fight has a potential. As much as I wanted to see a knockout from Charlo, from male Charlo, Jermail Charlo, twin, as much as I wanted to see a knockout from the fight, I sat around and I looked at it and I said, man, this has the makings of a draw. And if it does right. come to a draw... These guys are they they may or may not fight the rest of the year. They may end up facing mandatories and taking side fights, uh, either to keep themselves active or build the fight up for the next one or to build confidence and focus in, in their fighters. So yeah, I think they should just go ahead and do the rematch. Um, it's a I shame that all these other big pay-per-views are already lined up. It would have been great to throw them in on to a pay-per-view card at a co-main people would that would have really 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 uh leveled up a pay-per-view card as yeah. a co-main event that would have been pretty hot like i said if you could have fury wilder and then you had a 
undisputed junior middleweight rematch that that wasn't a you know in a controversial draw that would have been uh, pretty cool so i mean you know we'll see what happens uh hopefully we get the uh we get the uh the uh the rematch uh what i will say is i think charlo's obviously favored against his mandatory uh the ibf mandatory i would definitely say he's favored and um i haven't seen much of tim zoo but i know castaño's uh mandatory would be tim zoo and so that fight will most likely take place out in australia um, so that's a very interesting situation for Castaño to be in. Correct. Um, that's a very precarious situation for him to be in. If I'm Castaño, I'm trying to get that rematch. And I'm not trying to go to somebody else's home turf. And I'm the champion because really it's like they're the A side, I'm the B side. And when it goes to a scorecards, if you think, if you if you were highly skeptical of your scorecard in Texas, imagine what it will be in Australia against Tim Zoo. So, um, you know, I don't know. It's an interesting situation. I hope they run it back. Yeah, definitely, man. I definitely want to see him run it back, but this is a situation we find ourselves in, and I, like mm-hmm. I said, this was me thinking of, of of how it could play out, and I sat back and watched. I was like, I'm not going to put it out there. I'll just throw out the fact that I think that if it is 50-50, this is a situation that's going to happen. Boom. Right. Here we are. Yeah. So, yeah. Jamel Charlo, man, I was expecting more of a, a – of a fight where you pushed the guy back and you stayed on the front foot and you made him bring the fight to you, which would lend himself to a possible knockout or a lot of damage in the course of that fight. Uh, that's not what happened. You mm-hmm. Castaño sit in front of you at times and do nothing. And that was the end of that. All right. So how many fights do you have on deck to talk about? Uh, not really to talk about too much in depth, but I know the whole thing is what are our favorite fights at 154? We think Correct. the best ones. Yeah. Um, I have a few that I actually, you know, well, uh, there were three I actually saw and I watched on TV and the other one happened, obviously, um, I was like seven years old when it happened, but I remember seeing the fight and I've seen it via, you know, in, uh, on, you know, recorded film footage several times. So. Um, I think you pretty much guessed around the era that was and who I'm talking about. But yeah, I've got a few fights. Uh, if you want me to run them off, that Start I think are some of the one. best. You know. Start with your first one. So in no particular order between these four, uh, you want order? No order. No order. Okay. Never. We no don't order. have to do anything um, in order. We don't never want to. I'll say. Um, let me start with the OGs first. Okay. I always got to start with the OGs. If I think about the OG uh, junior middleweight bout. Uh, that I really, that was a, a hellacious clash. I would have to go with Tommy the Hitman Hearns versus, you know, Roberto Hansa Stone Duran. I'd have to go with that one, man, because that was, um, you know, I mean, Duran. What a hell of a fight. Hurt. What a hell, hell of a, a fight, fight for as long as it lasted. But Duran had never been dominated or hurt before. And Tommy Hearns came out guns blazing. And as anybody knows who knows Roberto Duran, he generally takes it and then gives it back even harder. And uh, it was hellacious, hellacious. And he, you know, he obviously couldn't give it, give it back. And, uh, you know, that was a second round, you know, KO. All right. Uh, by Tommy Hitman Hearns over, uh, over Duran. So that, that's definitely, that's our OG fight. Um, kind of in recent years, obviously still a ways back. Um, the uh, Tito Trinidad versus Fernando Vargas fight. Hold on, hold on. Let me speak on that, on the Tommy Hearns fight, because, Okay. That's a fight that I definitely remember as well. And I've watched mm-hmm. it several times through the course of years and years and years of just, yep. just still being a lover of boxing and a fan of boxing. And if you know anything about me, 
you're always going to he- hear me mention Marvin Hagler because he's always been a workhorse as far as boxing goes. Uh, but to to the Duran versus Hagler fight, I mean, Hearns fight, that was one mm-hmm. of those fights where I think, didn't he fight Hearns before that? I think he did. Oh, yes. He fought, Hearn, he fought Hagler before that, and Hagler told him, hey, I softened him up for you. Yeah. I softened him up for you, so he's good to go. So Tommy yeah, went to exactly. that fight. Tommy went to that fight knowing that he had a guy that had been softened up by Mar- Marvin. Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and he yes. took advantage of that. But I also think the other issue was with, of course, everybody knows Roberto Duran's lifestyle at that time was full of women, women, yeah. and more women. So him yeah. walking around yeah. at 190, 200 pounds trying to suck Blowing down. Blowing up. Yeah, trying yeah. to suck down to 154 and fight these uh, ultimate elite, elite apex warriors and athletes you know it's a hell of a job trying to do that over and over again it's only so much your body can take but that was a great fight and man when Tommy Hearns uh, landed that that right hand bro man that was it was devastating yikes devastating out I mean yeah I mean and he landed on Roberto Duran who has I think in boxing a top five chin not just hands of stone but a chin of stone because I've seen chin of stone yeah I've seen him yeah. take some Rob- shots. Rob- hey, Roberto Rob- Brand has taken some pretty serious heat and kept it moving. So, yeah. Definitely. All right. So, on to your next one. My next one is uh, Tito Trinidad versus Fernando Vargas. Great fight. That was a great one. That was a great fight. And, you know, at that time, when, when they fought, they were both undefeated. Um, it was a lot of knockdowns that fight. You know, Vargas had caught uh, Tito earlier, but then Tito came and poured it on later. Later, having a fight in the championship rounds, Tito knocked him down three times in the twelfth round. You know, that was just a hell of a fight, man. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about a Mexico battle, versus uh, Puerto Rico? Yeah, yeah. You it had talk everything. About it had everything. Yeah, it had everything. Um, and it was just a, it was an iconic war, man. I remember watching that fight. That was a hell of a fight. Uh, I really enjoyed that. And plus it was good because, you know, somebody's old had to go in, in that fight. So it was, it was for some stakes. And obviously there was a lot of competition in that weight class back then. So it was a, it was a, a fight of, of high value and high interest. Yes. yes. So, yeah, that, that's another one I have on my list. All right, cool. Um, if I want to keep moving, another one I have on my list is um, Oscar De La Hoya and Fernando Vargas, Woo! right? A lot. That was a lot of bad blood. Fire. Man, that was a lot of fire. fire Salute to Salute to Fernando Vargas because he kept putting the pressure on uh, on, on, on De La Hoya. He kept saying De La yeah. Hoya wasn't a real Mexican. He wasn't no Mexican warrior. He was doing yep. everything he could to get to that fight, man. Yeah, he he was. Um, you know, he he was definitely calling for it. He wanted all the smoke, as we say now. And uh, you know, again, another a hell of a fight. Um you know, obviously Oscar came out on top with the TKO in that fight, stopping Vargas. Yeah. Dude, but that I mean, hook. again, that love, yeah, that, that, but that's what Oscar, you know, that left hook. It was just classic. And uh, what a hell of a left hook he hit him but, with. So for anybody who's listening, if you go back and watch the De La Hoya versus Fernando Vargas fight, pay attention to right before Oscar knocked him out. Look at the rounds previous. Notice how Oscar starts bouncing on his toes and moving to his left. He saw it. He said, oh, yep. shit, this dude been open this whole time. He was he setting started, it up. Yeah, he just started watching Fernando. And Fernando yep. would always be planting his feet a certain way. And Oscar saw it. And then he just, I mean, 
He yep. just timed him and he bombed. And you know, if you yep. know anything about Oscars, he's a natural lefty who fights in an orthodox style. And when he drops right. that left hook or that jab on you, man, you pretty much get you up out of there. Yeah, I mean, that was his money punch, you know, yeah. the left hook. Yeah, and he was obviously quite known for the double and even triple left hook. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm crazy, that we could we could jab too, man. But it never pays yeah, to not have both yeah. hands. At least make the hand, yeah, make your off hand strong enough, man. I want to throw yeah. in a fight real quick because you that you throwing out three so far. Yeah, I've thrown in three. Yep. All right. Yep. I want to throw in Terry Nor- Norris versus Julian Ooh. the Hawk Jackson. Yeah, war (laughs) (laughs) for as long as it lasted. For as long as it lasted. As long as it lasted. Salute to the OG Terry Norris. Uh, That that was a motherfucking boxer. He had speed. Mm. He had agility. He had quickness, but he also had some thump. This is the same guy that made uh, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard realize that it was time to get out the game, and he had passed his prime. Uh, I salute Terry Norris. Also salute to Sugar Ray Leonard. But that fight with Julian Jackson, bro, he came out right away smoking, smoking, smoking against, uh, smoking, smoking against Julian uh, Jackson, man. Yeah, he he brought the heat. It, it, it yes. was almost like reminded me of Hearns Duran. Just came out. Just yes, you he know. was he was right there with him, and then he got clipped once, and he bounced back. He got himself together, mm-hmm. and then Julian Julian. Julian Jackson was just like, all right, I see how this is going to go. I'm yeah. going to give you some heat back. And I'm not going to throw a bunch of punches. I'm throwing one or two. And when he fucking called him, you heard it. It was, it's, it's. And he put yeah. my man out. Man, that was a great fight, though. That was a beautiful great fight. fight. Beautiful great fight. fight. Yeah, Terry yeah. Norris is a, a hell of a boxer, a hell of a yeah. fighter. Just careless in the wrong moments, man. Yeah. I don't even think. Some fights. Maybe was it careless because he just got caught, man. He just got caught. He was up against the ropes. Maybe it was careless, but I think yeah. I think Julian lands that hand against anybody, man. You gotta go. Yeah, but Julian had a hell of a hell of a right hand. <laughs> hell of a right hand. Hell so, of yeah. a right hand. It's a, his right hand was more was I don't know how to put it, man. So I would say if, if I'm being honest, his right hand is uh that's why I feel like Canelo is trying to have his right hand. Like if, if I'm being, if I'm be keeping it 100. Yeah. I could, I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think Canelo is there. The delivery is different. The delivery is yeah. different. But in terms of the, you know, he's like, this is like my bolo punch. This is my, my change, change the whole energy of the fight in yeah. the fight. Massive, you know, damage punch. Yeah. You can just I, see it coming. I, I hear that, but I've never seen Canelo land that punch against top competition. Not to say they, oh, say true. they I, he not, can't land yeah. it, but I, I, I'd agree with that. Well, that's a whole different conversation when it comes to you know what yeah. compy fight and all of that. We, yeah. we don't even want to get going to the, the, no, the, the modern day boxes and the, the, the lack of uh, fighting top comp on a consistent basis. Correct. So what I was trying to get at was the comparison or. Not necessarily a comparison, but where would I rate Julian Jackson's right hand? And I would have to put it in the category of uh, Tommy Hitman Hearns, Adonis Stevenson left hand, uh, Deontay Wilder's right hand, um, Roy Jones left hook or right hand. Like he had one of those, man. Like when he hit you, you had to go. Like you had to go. Yeah. Or even like, I, I'll even throw Manny in there with a straight left, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you can throw a straight left. You yeah. can honestly even throw Manny in there. Just It's just a, the, the, the shock and awe from it. 
yes. is like wow. Yes. It puts people on their ass, literally. Yes. And so, and so, then yeah. I want to throw in who else I want to throw in? Fernando Vargas. Versus oh, he was a lot of them. Yeah, he was. He was in a lot. I started to play his intro when, while uh, while we were doing this. Um, <laughs> Fernando Vargas versus a fighter who was coming up in weight, Shane Mosley, Sugar Shane Mosley. Yeah, yeah, that was they, a they fight. had they had two epic fights, and he swole. Yeah. man, he 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 did dog work on uh Vargas, man. Fernando yeah, Vargas was in some in some tough fights, man. Well, he Vargas was in, really... was in he was in wars. Yeah. He wasn't in fights. Fernando Vargas was in wars. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so salute to him uh, being a true warrior and a true champion and taking on all challenges. Yeah. And, Absolutely. you know, win, lose, or draw, he came and he left it in the ring. That's a fact. You, know, you, you, you weren't cheated. No, you, that you, way. You, weren't, you weren't cheated when it came to Fernando Vargas, man. Yeah. That fight he fought, when he fought uh, uh, Sugar Shane, man, and his eye was still swollen, he kept coming forward. Yeah. Man, yeah. I was just like, yo, that's a tough motherfucker, man. Kind of brave, yeah. but stupid in the same. Like, and it's no yeah, disrespect. But just tough. Him. We know yeah. we, we know what it is. We it, it's but he go out on his shield. Yeah. He goes out on the shield. He man. was willing to do that, but man, he was willing to take an ass whoop in that fight. And then to me, that lets that speaks to not just it speaks to the speed and accuracy of Shane Mosley, because we know like at when it when it came to fighting bigger guys, he wasn't really knocking anybody out, but Shane nah, was also Shane's yeah. speed is what carried him through a lot of these fights. And he was his yeah, overall speed. speed was just like up there. It was upper echelon. There wasn't too many guys that had the same speed as Sugar. Yeah, Shane. wasn't too many guys that had the same speed. He had decent power with guys that, you know, in the lower weight classes when he was coming up. And uh, you know, his obviously we know what his uh his kryptonite was, you know, it was boxers with a good jab and length yeah yeah <laughs> so you know, god bless the dead so, salute to vernon uh vernon forest vernon forest yeah no doubt yeah. no doubt all right kick it back in so so if i'm in speaking of shane mosley now if i'm about to think about another fight that's on my list it was uh that was amazing it was just to look at the the strategy and to look at the importance of, of the jab and you know we think about some fights that are currently coming up and we look at talk about the charlo fight with castano People want to know, well, why do you keep saying jab, 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 jab? What was it about this jab? And so my lab, my final fight that I have on this list um, that of note is Winky Wright versus Shane Mosley. You want to talk about being able to offset speed with the jab and timing? So if all the people, and I'm not saying Shane Mosley's Manny Pacquiao, if all the people thinking that the faster guy always wins. Go watch that fight. Watch what happens to Shane Mosley. Watch how Winky Wright walks him down. Watch how Winky Wright uses the jab. Watch how Winky Wright moves the jab and occupies Shane Mosley with the jab literally the entire fight to a unanimous decision victory, and it wasn't even close. Yeah, and Shane was just so small, man. And nothing he, he was small. nothing nothing he threw at at. at at, uh, could have had any effect at Winky and, did and, nothing, and he, he really nothing. couldn't even get on the inside. When Winky, Winky led him on the inside, Winky would put that shell up, and Winky would let him on the inside just to kind of see, well, what does he have? Where's his power at? What will he open himself up to? Can I catch him with a big counter? What is he doing on the way out? How do I, how, you know, how let me get time him on the way in? But literally, he just really just. I mean, shit, he could have tied the left hand behind his back. He just beat him with his right hand all night long. Yeah, he could. He, he 
In my opinion, he big boyed them all night. But the other thing about letting Shane throw his hands was just like, you got to make it look good. You got to yeah. you got to help yourself look good because yeah. if I keep it going the way that I keep it going, you're not you're not gonna look any better than what you're doing right now. So, and, right. and salute to Winky Wright because he's one of those fighters that seem to me get left behind a lot of times when you talk about champions, and I think that's mm-hmm. partly to do with people not wanting to fight Winky, even though he has some excellent wins and some excellent losses style. on his record. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. didn't want to fight that because Winky Wright wasn't. He was a boxer and he didn't put all he didn't put all his power into any punch. He stayed behind the jab and he threw his left hand out there and he got it back real quick. He didn't he, yeah. he wasn't the type of guy that even though he was right there, he wasn't sitting down on his punches and trying to throw with mm-hmm. complete force. He didn't do anything like that. Yeah. His whole thing was score, back you up, make you look bad. Apply pressure. Yeah. Effective aggression. Yeah. Keep the jab in your face. And he would not overdo it, so he would always have energy to keep that. He would keep that same pressure and energy the entire fight. Yep, he had the he would so have he a never high guard. Yeah, he never yep. he never did nothing out of sorts, you know. And, and I salute that as well because if you know your skill set and you know how to pull off a win and you know how to get victories, that's what you do. It's not up to you to mess that up. It's up to everyone exactly. else to come in and, and correct. And try not to, yeah, upset upset what you do. Yeah. And, and yeah. you you hardly ever saw guys do it. There were some losses that he had with. Jermaine Taylor and Fernando Vargas, but overall, yeah. man, I think Winky Wright was one of those guys that was like a really good boxer, and he doesn't get the credit yeah, he should. So, salute to I Winky agree. Wright, man. I'm giving you your flowers, champ. You one of a kind to mm-hmm. me, and, and and you were a guy I watched. You weren't high on my watch list, but I did pay attention to you. Uh, yeah. That's your that's the end for you. So, so that's it. And I have one honorable mention, and okay. just because it was a hell of a style matchup. Um where the boxer versus just the gritty kind of grimy puncher and, you know, kind of a, a weight bully in a sense. And that would be, you know, the her versus Lara fight. Okay. Okay. Jared her versus Lara. Okay. That was a just decent because, fight, you know, man. That was, that was, yeah. It was a decent fight. He, he did what he did to Lara with very few people have been able to do. Um, Castaño mm-hmm. did it to him and, and her yep. did it to him and, I don't yeah. think there's anybody else who who put him. And in Canelo did it in, in Canelo. Canelo did it in spots. Very true. I forgot about that fight, but I think you would agree with me that you know Lara won that fight. So I think Lara won that fight. I think Castano gave Lara more trouble than Canelo did. I think her gave uh, Lara more trouble than Canelo Absolutely. did. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, definitely. All right. So on my list will also be. Mike, the body snatcher, McCallum versus uh, Julian Jackson. If you go back and watch that fight. Another yeah, war. Yeah, they banged it out in that fight. They banged it out. Yeah. And salute to Mike McCallum because in his era, during his the course of his boxing career, a lot of guys stayed away from Mike McCallum. Just they did. Because. They ducked him. He got ducked yeah. a lot. Son. He got ducked yeah. a lot. And he even... As he has been working with Devin Haney, he has told Devin Haney the same thing. Like, hey, don't let these guys duck you. It's like they ducked yeah. me my whole career. Don't let them duck you. Put the pressure on them or beat everybody you need to beat to make sure you get the correct fights. So yeah. Devin Haney is now champion, and there is no fight that should not be made because you do have the belt, champ. So all yep. this other bullshit Facts. is just out the way, and, and it's the noise and nonsense. So um, I don't know what's happening with that. And my other fight, 
which is one of the fights that Jamie was talk, telling you guys about, about the jab. The jab matters, man. When you show up to a fight and you just got your left hand out there and you can just jab and get away with it, the jab just sets up so much more for you. Unless you're super duper athletic, fast, quick, like a Roy Jones. Uh, if you're not, you should probably probably be working behind a jab. This fight was Winky Wright versus Tito Trinidad. And if you go back and watch that fight, he shut Tito Trinidad out. With Trinidad had nothing. There was nothing he could do. He, he couldn't get out the way. Yes. Yes. He destroyed Trinidad. Yes. And and if we want to call somebody the Tim Duncan of boxing, <coughs> I think Winky Wright might have been a Tim Duncan of boxing. Yeah, the big fundamental. Just yeah. I mean, he he yeah, he just he destroyed Winky. I mean, he destroyed Tito. Tito, Tito couldn't get good, couldn't get that left hook, that that jab. He would flash it in, come back, left hook couldn't work. He shell up. Tito couldn't get to the body because he would just he, he, every time he would go to the body, he would hit him with the jab, throw his timing off. He get popped in the head, popped in the face, have to reset. And then that right hand, he could never get that straight right in there and jump in because then Winky would throw him off and then bam, shoot that left hand right down the pipe. Um, and yeah, he just he just never even got in range. That was just a hell of a, yeah, and he, even, was a whipping. Even when Winky was letting him in, he you, he wasn't getting nothing. It was like, yo, I yeah. got my turtle shell defense up. You, yep. You're gonna have to earn everything tonight, man. And then Winky would push him off, get back to the center of the ring, and yep. watch, watch and wait for Tito to get back on his uh <clears throat> get back on his front foot. And right before he take off, he jab him, jab him, yep. jab him. Jab. He just he just moved. He just moved Tito around the fight all night with a jab, man. And it was one of those yeah. fights that, you know, it's so awesome to see a guy sit there and use his skill set. Now we live in an era where a lot of guys, they don't show their skill set. You know what I mean? It's like everybody thinks it's about glitz and glamour. and Well, that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants the – it's either, you know, what's acceptable now is either the Mexican style, walk you down, rock em, sock em robot, um, very few you have know, perfected that, you know? Yeah. Very few um, have perfected that. You know, what I will say is Canelo has a distinctive style where he's mixed the Mexican style offensively with the quintessential black fighter um, on his toes and upper body movement defensively. I will say um, when it comes to fighters who have blended the two styles, I can give Canelo credit for that, that he has taken – the best of both styles and applied it. Now he's applied it to inferior competition in my opinion, but nonetheless, um, he's done it. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think I, I agree with that. I think for Canelo, he's finding the best way for him to do the least amount of work while maximi maximizing his skill set. So if yeah. I can get in front of you and stalk you and get close enough to you, not be on my front foot, but be close enough for you to make a mistake and I can capitalize off of it. I got you mm -hmm. where I want you. And, and I can and avoid I, and avoid major punishment. So yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And that's where the that's where the defensive part comes into play, right? Yeah. Where where he he's always got his hands up and he's got his guard up, or he's only giving you enough that he can capitalize on. Okay, you throw that yeah. right hand, I have an uppercut, you know, or a straight right coming, and coming down yeah. the pipe. And he's, he's really improved his upper body movement. And I was watching um, a lot of his fights, even the Triple G fight in slow motion. And just the little subtle things he does, he's not fleet-footed like a Floyd. He can't, like, make guys miss on a, on a regular basis 
to where he's in one place and he's there in one place and he's in another. He's not skilled like that, but where he is skilled is he knows how to turn away from the punches. He knows how to slip the punches. He knows how to duck. He knows how to uh, parry. He knows how uh, to roll. Punches. So he knows how to roll. He, do, he does all the little things, subtle things that you can miss very, very well where the, to the naked eye, you think, oh, he got hit with a hard, clean shot. He got touched, but he took all the steam off of it yeah, because he rolled – he yeah, rolled you know with how, the punch. Yeah, you know how to look and, it up. Um, yeah, so he's 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 been he's pretty crafty, man. He's a very very crafty uh, guy. And what I will say, while you know, I'm not overly impressed with his resume in terms of the the peak and where the guys are at. Not to make talk about Canelo, but I can say he has learned very well from the veterans that he has fought. Um, he's picked. He's taken something from a, a, each and every one of them, whatever he could use, and he's added it to his arsenal. So I think the upper body time. movement has always been there. He's just never been challenged to do it. He, he's never yeah, really I mean, felt the need yeah, to just move. That upper move. body movement was nowhere against Floyd. He, well, yeah, it, I mean, like he could move. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a smaller, faster guy. That that he was gonna get wiped out anyway. I told people that before the fight. I was like, this kid shouldn't take the fight. He's gonna get wiped out. Like Floyd's he not gonna knock him out. He's going yeah. to get wiped out. He's gonna get outboxed. Even even with Lara, you know, his upper body movement was still a little stiffer. I just think he just got much better at, at with that, in my opinion, just from watching him. He's gotten much better at it. So, you know, look, we'll, we'll, we'll see him. Uh, he's got some fights coming up pretty soon. I think that the plant fight is going to tell us a lot because he's going to definitely need that upper body movement um, with plants jabbing away lets his hands go. So, but obviously that's in a different weight class. We're talking about 154. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some great fights. I think Charlo and Castaño – have an opportunity with uh, their first fight and then hopefully with their rematch to to put themselves in this category of great fights at junior middleweight. Who else would you like to see at the current uh, junior middleweight division uh, fight? Um, I mean, man, I see big fights at the junior middleweight division. I mean, I want to see Boots in this at junior middleweight. Yeah, but that's down the road. Like, for me, I know for me currently, yeah. I would like uh, to see... Yeah, I would like to I mean, see... Uh, Eric's it was Erickson Lubin against Erickson uh, Hammer Lubin, yeah, yeah. Ju- against Julian Wright. Like, I think that would be a nice fight. That would be a good fight. I would favor Lubin, um, but that would be a good fight. I don't think it'd be an epic fight. I think Lubin would stop J Rock, um, but it'd be a good fight. Uh, you know, I've kind of seen these guys, I've seen Julian, I've seen Rosario, I've seen Lubin. Um, I really like what I saw out of Castaño. I would love to see, honestly, Castaño and Lubin. I would like to see that fight. That would be a good fight. That would be a hell of a fight. fight. I would really like to see that fight. Um, I haven't seen much of Tim Zhu. I'm going to make it my business to watch whatever his next fight is. I saw a couple of his his fights. Um, One fight, and this is no disrespect to him, but one fight I just wasn't into. I got bored with just watching it. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe it was because there were so many things that had my attention at the time. And then the other fight, Mm -hmm. it was just okay. Um, I wasn't I wasn't thoroughly impressed with what I, with what I saw. So that's just me, yeah. though, you know. Yeah, I feel um, you. Yeah, and it's not but, it's uh, not an indictment on his lack yeah. of skill or anything. It's just to say that at the times when I saw him fighting, I wasn't totally into what I was seeing. So and it happens, you know. Every yeah, every match ain't gonna be something that turns you on. You know? But those are the three most exciting guys, man. To me, it's really just. Charlo, Castaño, and Lubin, man. It's really, that's it to me. I mean, I, you got other names, but I think they're a class below. Um, Tony Harrison was disappointing because he's got all the skills. Um, he's got the size, he could, you know, but 
he just lacks discipline the way he gets he gets hit with big punches and uh the chin is just not not there to withstand or making those types of mistakes discipline yeah the discipline is lacking so um that last fight he you had know, man I, I was i was like ah. that was a yeah, he, uh, he really really fought down to the level of competition it was a very very disappointing fight from what i saw of him i don't know what's going on with him maybe he had a bad cap it was a bad night i'm willing to watch him another time to see where he is um i would like to see um him and, and, and j-rock go at it you know i would like to see him that would be and, a good fight. Um, I think that I'd like to see him and fight. him and Lubin go at it. I think that would be a good opponent for Lubin while Lubin waits in the wings because he's not the mandatory. He's not going to get eat either mandatory shot, and he's not going to get to fight with them after that. So he's got to stay busy. Lubin might be. Like Harrison? I think you know what I think. Lubin might be a better fight for Harrison because it would make Harrison pay attention. It would mm-hmm. keep him engaged in the fight, and mm-hmm. we already know that Erickson Lubin is going to come to fight. Like, he's coming to box, and then when he yeah. finally gets to break you down, he's going to take you apart. Um, and it's going to be one of those two guys he's going to fight. To me, he's either going to fight J-Rock, maybe he's going to fight Tony Harrison. Yeah, because he can't just sit around and wait, you know, for... for no, like and he can't, do a, uh, he can't do a... He can't do a... He's not accomplished on his resume enough to duck those guys and, and take some has-been, you know, just as a stay-busy fight. To me, he needs to... He needs to knock off a loop. He needs to knock off a, a J Rock who, who can still get a shot. He needs to knock off a Harrison who can still get a shot, who was a former champion, as well as J Rock. These guys are former champions. So to me, it would behoove him to, to, to get to, you know, go try to grab one of those scalps. So that would either one, I'll be cool with him fighting either one of those guys. That would be a good fight. Yeah. Would you consider that would actually be a good fight to have on the undercard? Yeah. Of, I, I, of, I would... of the next, yeah. I would like to see Lubin fight her, her too, even though her lost his last fight. That didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I would like to see him. I would like to see him take that fight. I would Man, like to see look, him take that fight her, because it, it would be an action fight. It would be an action. It would be an action fight. The problem with her is he lost. Her is not going to get a privilege, uh, the privilege of that type of fight before um, Arias. Arias would get the fight before. Yeah, Hurd uh, would just. I I feel Arias you, I wouldn't think, get it. Uh, the other part about that is because that was at 160. That was at 160. It wasn't at 154? Nope. Okay. So if Hurd can shrink down to 154 again, which I know I thought he was trying to stay at middleweight, but if Hurd can shrink down to 154, then, I mean, yeah, I'd be willing to watch him. I, I think he'd be way drained. I think Lubin will whip him, but it'd be worth seeing. So, yeah. Yeah, I would like to see uh, that whooping. <laughs> I would like to see that woman. I, I think that would be an interesting fight to uh, get a chance to uh, pay attention to. Either or, man, whoever fights Lubin next, man, it should it should make for a great for a great boxing match and a great event. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's tired of waiting for a title shot, but don't work to the kid, yo. Don't rush it, man. You got time, pimp. You got time. Yeah. Go knock, yeah, go knock these heads around. Go knock these all, yeah, other guys off. He can add off. to his resume, man. Yeah. He, got, he got a couple guys he could easily get. That would be really good fights. Clear that, um, clear the path so there is nobody yeah. else but you. Just clear the path. Yeah, I mean, shot. he's got Rosario. He can say, okay, I beat that former champion. Go get a Julian J. Rock. Go get uh, a Jared Hurd. Or, you know, go get a Tony Harris and say, I beat, I got, I beat that former champion. So if you're not you know, careful... You, Fondura mm-hmm. will start creeping up and getting these guys. He'll start yeah. taking well, scalps. Well, see, he, he's the he's an ultimate problem in that division, too, bang, because bang. he's coming. Yeah. I give him maybe one or two more fights, and he's right there in that yeah. mix. I would say two or three. 
Yeah. I'll say two or three. And that kid, that kid stay in the gym and he stay working. They got a whole setup yeah. for him and his sister out there. So yeah. It's gonna be he's, it's gonna be hard for guys to duck him. And that kid yeah. said that Pacheco kid is gonna be hard to move yeah. up to yeah, guys Pacheco, there. yeah, th- yeah, those guys, I mean. The only thing about the Pacheco kid, obviously, is he's on the zone. Pandora's better positioned. Yeah, definitely. Being with a uh, PBC, correct. Um, so I think Pandora has the has the inside, you know, leverage on that one. Yeah. But Pacheco, you know, hey, look, um, he's not a huge player on the on the zone side. So I'm pretty sure, you know, Eddie normally doesn't like to let guys cross the street. Or is Pacheco with Golden Boy or is he with Matchroom? I don't know. I, th- I I would just say I would no. I'm gonna say he's with Golden Boy. I'm gonna say okay, that. Okay, so they would let him cross the street for the right fight, um, with for the right money, um. But I think they'll try to build him over there on uh, the zone, um, and maybe you know let again same thing like the Bud thing with top rank. Let all these guys knock each other off, and then you just kind of be the man standing, and you 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 clean up the the, the much lighter weight on your side of the street. You let this other guy do do all the heavy lifting on his side of the street. <clears throat> Eric, Eric I can see something Lubin. like that happen. If you're Erickson Lubin, if you ever hear this pimp beforehand, knock out the rest of the competition on your side of the fence. Build mm-hmm. your resume while you wait for this next Castaño Charlo fight, man. Clear yeah. the street. He out. got next. He, he got next. Whoever the winner, he got next. Unless he it's another next. close fight and it's a trilogy. He's got next. Yep. So and, um, and yeah. all you're doing is staying busy and showing the rest of us why why you are the next guy in line. That's all you're doing. Yeah. You're building yeah. your 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 business, your brand, and your boxing. So you yeah. uh it's something that you should definitely do to me that you know just clean clean it up, man. Clean up the mess that's in front of you. That way there is no denying that whoever ends up being undisputed has to come see you about that, you know. And yeah. I know he yeah. desperately wants that uh, shot back he, at Jamil. He definitely wants that fight for sure. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, and I I don't blame him for wanting that because you took what was that a first round knockout? First round, bro. First round. First Florida round knockout. Yeah, gave him the shivers. Yeah. Yeah. So I know I know he I know he wakes up in the middle of the night running and doing everything and and envisioning what he could have done differently. But you did nothing wrong, man. You just got. You just got, got caught, clipped. Yeah, you just got called by got shot clipped. by a fighter that was just better than you at the, at that point in time. So yeah. it happens. Somebody got to win. Somebody got to lose. That's a part of boxing, you know. But yeah, his last sure. fight where he just fight Rosario, they, he looked good. He looked good. He looked good. Um, he's still a little shaky. He still gets caught with some clean shots. That he has no business getting hit with again discipline. Um, and yeah, you know Rosario's punch resistance has really changed since the Charlo fight. He's do you think do you think he's done, Rosario? Um, I think he's done in 154. I think he needs to move to 160 and try it. I think that's what he should do. I think Banana's done at 154. Um if he, to, if he has win. another fight at 160, if, if he if his next fight is 160 or 154, and somebody hits him to the body and he can't take it, I'm gonna start to assume that he has a I don't know what the term is, but it's the same thing that Brock Lesnar has when people hit him in the body and his body yeah. just goes into a thing, you know. I forgot yeah. what it is, but I'm going to yeah. assume that it's, it's probably best for you to hang it up at that point. Yeah, if you, especially if you want to avoid serious injury. So. Oh, yes, sir. <clears throat> yes, sir. So, I mean, something's wrong. So, yeah, you know, we're, you know, we'll see. But, yes, uh, interesting division. A lot of great fights in the past. Some good it fights is, coming man. Up. <clears throat> it is. And, uh, hey, these guys are fighting each other. You know, for all the talk about boxing, um, 
there's maybe only a couple divisions where we, we need to see a little bit more, you know, action between the top guys, but middleweight, junior, yeah, junior middleweight is not one of those divisions. Welterweight is not one of those divisions. They're fighting each other. They fought each other. The majority <clears throat> of them are fighting each other. The majority of them have fought each other. And now we got one who looks like he's being, even though he's trying to, you know, cap saying he, the other person was forced. He was actually forced. We'll do another, another episode on that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Jerron Ennis, <laughs> come on up, man. You're next. Yeah. You're Boot, next. Boots buddy. got next, man. To me, Boots got next in 147, 154, and 160. Absolutely. In my opinion. Absolutely. I got, gonna I got on, him. He's gonna be on arrow ass. He's gonna be on arrow ass. He's gonna be right on arrow ass. Yeah. Um, but I but I think it's gonna skip over arrow because arrow's gonna move up and male is still there. So when Boots comes up, you know, I think Boots is gonna reign at 147 and then we have to see what happens. Let's see what happens, man. I just think he's. I think he's just on on anybody who has a belt. He's on their ass because um, he's coming. Do you think that Jermel Charlo will leave, uh, Coach Derek James? No, I don't think he should. I mean, where is he going to go? I definitely wouldn't go to Ronnie Shields. Look at Jamal. I think, um, I think he just didn't listen. I think he took Castaño lightly. He even said so to a certain extent. Um, what Derrick James was telling them was a thousand percent accurate. I mean, he could have been winning the fight with the jab and pushing the guy back. Derrick was telling him what to do against that style. Jamel just wouldn't, he couldn't execute it. He wasn't prepared. Um, I think he'll be prepared next fight. I think, um, you know, he's in there with Earl. I don't think he, I don't think Mel is um, a soft ass. I think he's going to get back in the gym, work on some things, have way better sparring partners and work on his craft and work on, you know, what to do against that type of style of fighter and then come back. And I think he will uh, finish Castaño. He should have finished Castaño a couple times the first fight. So we would be keeping it 100. But I think he'll get the job done next time. And I also think he'll be in better shape. So um, it's time to get back in the gym with Errol, my guy. I heard it. Yeah, you haven't yeah. been in there a lot lately, man. Yeah. Whether, well, whatever's, whatever's going on, hope everything clears up and works out. But he'll have to go back to the drawing board with Earl after the Pacquiao fight. You know what I'm saying? They didn't do much sparring with each other because of what their fights were, the type of fighters they're fighting. So he'll get back in there. I'm, you know, I think Mel will be fine. I think really the question is, what is Maul going to do? Does he stay with Ronnie Shields? What is he going to do? He, you know, 160 is one of those divisions where they're not fighting each other. And, you know, I hear Maul saying, I'm not going to fight Andrade. I'm not going to fight. Uh, uh, who else would say he wasn't going to fight? Somebody else he said he wasn't. I don't be know, there. But it's th like, those are the fights that he needs to fight. For real, but bro, it's like you know, and, you and, and, fight and somebody. We, we're gonna have to, we can push David yeah. Benavidez out of the picture, but you still gotta fight yeah. Andra. You still gotta still fight Andre. He's got a belt, so I don't got know why. You, I don't care what the beef was, you know, you gotta fight him and you know, continuing to chase GGG. I mean, Canelo doesn't even matter, Canelo's on 168, so you're not getting that smoke unless Canelo comes to bring the smoke to you. So I wouldn't even be talking about Canelo. And GGG is just not going to fight you. And you, you, at this point, you know Triple G ain't going to fight you. Yeah. So the next best option is go get a belt, bro. Murata not going to fight you. Murata's going to fight Triple G. Dance you will be the only shit. unified champion at 160. The only yeah. one. That's two belts yeah. to everybody else's one. Yeah, he's got to fight. Stop collecting scouts. And, and, and get off. And I'd say, well, I don't want him to make any money. Look, bro. You're making money to get the belt, beat his ass, quit making excuses. So imagine how much more money yeah. you can make if y'all do fight and yeah. you win and he wants and he gets a rematch. What are y'all yeah. waiting on? Or not even that. Just imagine if you demolish him and you get him out of there. Then it's like, bro, 
Now, now he can't not the food that should be on your plate. He can't be asking for it to be on his plate because you you ate them already. Right. He can't be he can't be asking for Canelo. That's one less guy that could be asking for Canelo. Yep. You know, that's one less guy that could be asking for Triple G. Fact. So to me, you know, you you gotta you gotta go ahead and, and and take the shot and take the chance. And the guy has a belt, so it's like, man, you know, go go get that. So the middleweight division has been very disappointing with the hold up there. Um, obviously, the Tyson Fury has been a mess at the heavyweight division yeah, and the lightweight yeah. division. Yeah. You know, I give these guys a little more breathing room. Just I don't. Also, I don't. I, I okay. I, I, I do. I'm gonna tell you. It, just, I'm gonna tell you the breathing room. I give them. I'm gonna give them just to after this year because they're all very young. They all need to mature. Devin is the most mature. You know, and Tank is kind of fluctuating through di- different divisions, picking off different things. And, and Tank is going to start taking on some. Bigger challenges as well. We know he's, doing, he's, he's doing the Canelo. He's doing the he's Canelo. Doing, he's, he's, he's doing the Canelo, but he's gonna have to start, you know, taking on some more challenges. I would love to see him fight Mikey Garcia. That's a great fight. I know Rugaru is talking to Mikey, but let's be honest. If if Tank says yes to Mikey, and Mikey called Tank out, so Tank could get that fight. Tank was trying to take JoJo from Devin. Okay, Tank, go take, go ahead and take Mikey Garcia. From Regis program, you don't like Regis program anyway. Y'all got smoke anyway. So take either one of them. Really, God damn it. Yeah, yeah. So to me, that's what I want to see. You know, that's what Tank should be doing. Um, but yes. look, there's enough guys out there trying to make it happen. T.O.'s got to figure his thing out. Got Lomachenko in the mix. You got Devin Haney ready to fight any and everybody. Looks like he's gonna get JoJo next. You Please got, get this uh, JoJo fight. Please. I, 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 but I do like what, the way Cambosis is talking. Cambosis is like a T.O. want to be a you know be a hoe about it. And he want to fight Lomachenko, then I will I will go ahead and petition for a unification immediately with Devin Haney. Go ahead. So I, I I like what he's saying. I like what he's saying. He's saying, hey, Devin Haney got that WBC belt. I want the belts. I want to be unified champion. I want to be champion. I don't care what Teal talking about. He over here catching COVID and don't want to fight, playing games. So let me go fight a real champion, somebody who really wants to fight and it's not going to duck the smoke or, or call COVID or you know, all this other stuff. And so that's a fight that's, that could be easily made. Devin got his own promotional company. He's not tied to any, you're not tied down to any uh, specific network or promotional group. Nice so, free I mean, agent right me, now. Yeah, I like what, I think Dev is people tripping, but Dev is actually in a great position because he's in a position to where he got enough really good fights he can make to where Tia was fucking around and Tank is doing a Canelo thing. It's going to be Devin putting the scalps on his resume. He just got Lenaris on there. People can talk all the shit they want to, but nobody beat Lenaris like that. I know, I know, Nomanchenko ended up finishing him, but to me, Devin dominated Lenaris better than better than Lomachenko did. And you know, Lomachenko, he didn't just get clipped; he got knocked down. So, um, I think Dev, you're good. You're Not just that, but he stood in front of Lenaris. That's like, what I'm saying. He didn't. Yeah, he stood in front of him. He wasn't so, moving. He was in front of exactly, him. Yeah, right there. So but and I remember when I said that about the the young boys at 135, everybody's like, yo, you, you, you smoking dope, saying that they should wait. I was kind of right. Like, yo, get them time. They need to grow into that shit. Yeah, they aren't, just a little time. Listen, and they, they, you're comparing them to the Four Kings, but the Four yeah. Kings, when you look at Hearns, he had fought Pepino Cuevas. You know what I mean? He had, he had scalps on his resume. Yeah. Ray Leonard had scalps and that's the on thing his, that these guys resume. had. They, they had Wilfredo yeah. Benitez and all that. They had scalps on their resume. They have former champions. These guys yeah. don't have it. Except 
Now Devin does, yeah, right? Devin, Devin, Devin does. Yeah. Devin has a former three division or four division champion Correct. on his resume and he beat him and he beat him soundly. So Dev does have that. Tank, I don't think he's really beaten anybody at 135. I don't even know. Has he even fought at 135? One, I know he's 130. He's beat some former champions. Yeah, at 130 one, beat former champions. 135, he beat Gamboa, I think, but I don't think there's yeah, no real yeah. nobody I mean, can so, say currently you go, oh, that guy was a that guy was a hell of a fighter. I'll keep it 100 with you. If Dev goes ahead and he beats and he already beat Lenars and he goes ahead, he gets Jojo out of there. Um shit, to me, Dev had a better resume. He will. Just off that alone, because that'd be just two off back that alone. Back. Yeah, that'd be two back to back fights. So I like his trajectory and I like the fact that he's fighting different styles and being in different situations. You know, Ryan Garcia is Ryan Garcia. We're not gonna really talk about him right now. Nope. But there's enough veteran work at one thirty five. Quality. There's good quality. It's fights. good quality, even on the, amongst the older heads like Lenaris is really good quality to be an older head in the vet. Um, because I think Lenaris can beat a couple of the younger guys. He can surprise them. Yeah, I think Lenaris will give Teo some trouble if he catches him. I think um, I think Lenaris will give. I think Lenaris would beat Ryan Garcia right yeah. now, yeah. as long you know. And, um, uh, and and so I mean, I just think it'd be interesting. You know, you still have um, Fortuna around. He could be a guy that these guys could get. I think on their that, resume. I think so, yeah. I think Lenaris Garcia Ryan Garcia would be a 50-50 fight. Because the speed of Ryan will kind of will counter all. He's got the speed, but I'm telling you, that boy leaves himself wide open. Jay, I'm and he's up with all that. I'm I'm with all that. Lenaris, Lenaris has quick hands too, and Lenaris lets his hands go. I'm with all that. I just you know that kid. There's certain things that he no, it ain't even a punch. It's the certain things that he knows how to do in there. That mm-hmm. can be done effectively. Like the kid is ex- exceptionally fast. He, he, he is exceptionally sees, fast. He sees certain things when I'm looking at him like, oh, he he knows. I think yeah. he, he can catch. He can fucking catch uh, Lenardo oh, on some Ryan bullshit. Garcia can catch anybody. Yeah. Ryan Garcia can catch Tank. He can catch Devin. He has the natural ability to catch anybody. Now, here's my problem. Do I have... Do I have the um, do I have the confidence that he can do it on a consistent basis? And also, what do I feel about his punch resistance? I'm skeptical, man. You got put on your ass by Luke Campbell, who's not a big puncher. Very true. And there are a lot Very of true. holes in his game. And what are you gonna do? Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, that part, right? Yeah. What and let's be honest, when a Lenara starts to turn it up on you, all those other guys punch harder and punch with a lot more ferocity and accuracy than Lou Campbell. Now, I give him credit. He got up, collected himself. He got Lou Campbell out of there with the, with the, with the body shot. But everybody else is not going to fold like Lou Campbell. And I just think what I'm worried about is he's, he's not a Haney defensively. So he's going to get clipped. So it, for me, I need to see Ryan take some shots and either keep getting back up and giving it or I need to say him, see him take some shots and make the adjustment and not get hit with it or take some shots and walk right through it. I need to see another fight before I can really see where Ryan Garcia is. I have no issues with his offense. My issues is, is where, where his, his laps in his defense as he's getting his offense off. His offense is his defense, 
But the problem is when you start to fight those higher skilled guys, yeah. that shit is not going to pass. Yeah. It's when just you, not going to pass. When, when you have to think very fast on your feet and adjust to the situation right then and there, how will you handle that type of pressure as, a, as they're putting pressure on you? And do you know the, the, the ways to escape and the things to do to keep these guys off your ass? So I agree. Yeah. I just feel like if, if Linares isn't careful and he he thinks he's just going to walk oh, in yeah. and start jabbing with this guy, yeah. you know, yeah. there there's a couple of punches that this kid throws yeah. very, very fucking well. That very, very right. well. Phenomenal left hook. Um, I think out of all of them, he has the best left hook. Um, what I will say is his left hook is even better than tails, in my opinion. Um, what I will say it is... Ain't, it ain't no fat on his left hook. That shit just comes over. No, none. He just lean, it over. It's quick. He just and he turns, turns it over. over quickly and he's got a lot of power behind it. And a lot of torque, and he he's he's a big kid for that weight, five you know, eleven. Um, he's got some athleticism. He doesn't have great feet. He has okay feet, but he's got great hands. Um, but his defensive posture is the worst out of all the guys we've talked about. Yeah. Um, he's got the most holes in his game defensively, and as you know, his boxing is hit and not get hit and don't get hit. And if you if you get hit. You know, it, it's yeah. a problem. And, so, and Lenaris would, would definitely pick all that shit apart. He would. He would see it. And the thing is, people know Ryan has that speed. So they're going to be very, very patient as it relates to him. So I think they're going to wade through the water, let him get his get let him get his off, look flashy, catch his timing. They'll open up doors on them while they're doing oh, it. Oh, yeah. And, I, and I, that's how I see Lenaris getting yeah. for where Ryan is right now. Now, yeah. Ryan can fight again and close those holes up, then it's a different conversation. Yeah. But if he fought the way he fought Luke Campbell against Lenars, Lenars knocks his ass out. Yeah, because he ain't going to play with you, Camp. No, he's not he going to play. play. And he punched a lot harder than yeah. Luke Campbell. Yeah, definitely. So, um, definitely. yeah, a lot harder. Um, no. I want to get off here because there is a Showtime 20th anniversary. Uh, I know, Showbox, bro. Yeah. I know. So everybody two. out of there, uh, <laughs> I'm we gonna cut this short. I don't know how long we've been going, cool. maybe 50 minutes or whatever. Man, Probably Jay, so. as always, yeah. I appreciate you, brother. Always, always. Yes, this is Talk another, to you soon. Yes, sir. This is another episode of Clean Breaks with me and Jamie. Uh, we are done with this one. This episode was about the 154 division, past and present. And then we'll, of course, discuss some other things. So we're going to get about this thing, man. Y'all, y'all behave and enjoy y'all lives out there. Peace, bro.